0: Happy Tuesday to you all. We are going to dive into the mailbag early this week because of the holiday on Thursday. We also need to preview BYU's chances to make a run here in the Battle for Atlantis tournament in the Bahamas. So let's get right to it. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day or watch of the day. If you're checking this out on YouTube, we are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and of course, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. The goal here, simply stated, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room by giving you all the news and notes you guys need to know about the Cougars on a daily basis. Our title sponsor today on our show is our friends over at LinkedIn LinkedIn jobs is helping find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Once again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. We'll tell you a little bit more about LinkedIn as today's show progresses, but let's get started today. Talking BYU football and Thursday is Thanksgiving, obviously, and we're going to take a one day hiatus from the podcast to allow you to spend time with your family and friends and celebrate that wonderful holiday. holiday, hopefully gorge yourself on some delicious food, etc. But I decided is typically the day that I throw it out there and ask for mailbag questions, but today I figured, you know what? Since the holiday's on Thursday, let's get it out on Tuesday. Let's dive into the mailbag and get your questions. Uh, we'll also get to some BYU basketball notes here in a little bit, but let me share the screen here, and we'll be able to see these questions in live time if you're watching this on YouTube. Also, if you're watching this or excuse me, listening to this wherever you get your podcast, uh, feel free to skip on over to YouTube anytime you want to get the latest when it comes uh, to all things BYU. BYU Sports in a video format I guess I should say about this podcast but let's talk about some of your guys' questions. I'm going to downsize my overlay here so you guys can hopefully see that a little bit better. All right. so our first question today comes in via our friend Jacob Osler. Jacob Osler4 on Twitter says, BYU has only worn Navy one time this season against Wyoming. Are there any indications that BYU will switch to Royal being the official color for the Big 12? Now Jacob, I I love the name first off. Let me get that out of the way. You're a regular contributor I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you but the biggest thing is, I think that BYU's overall philosophy when it comes to these jerseys and the combinations that they wear is truly—it's the senior uh, seniors essentially—the the, the leadership council. There's some juniors that make that leadership council. They are the ones who, before the season, essentially lay out what jersey combinations, helmets, uh, pants, all that stuff. They lay that out before the season. So yeah, they have uh, very rarely worn navy. I, did they even wear navy against my? Wife? I'm trying to remember all the uh, the universe the uh, all. Of the the man, I can't get the words out of mouth. All the uniform combinations that BYU has worn this season, but the way I understand it is that's truly a player uh, decision. The players make the call. On what BYU ultimately wears or does not wear during a season. I would imagine that Navy will remain a part of the BYU overall uh, scheme in terms of their uniforms, that type of stuff. I can tell you this much. I do know that BYU's uh, Navy helmets have been retired for at least the foreseeable future. Could they make a comeback at some point? Maybe so, but don't expect to see the, the, the Navy helmets at any point uh, in the relatively near future based on what I understand. So hopefully that answers your question, Jacob. Next one, uh, this one's interesting. JT Lamro. thoughts on Zach Wilson's struggles on the Jets right now? He has not played well at all, and the New York media is ruthless right now. Now, the New York media, we all knew this when he got drafted by the New York Jets. He was going to be in a massive fishbowl. This is a franchise, speaking of the New York Jets, that is completely starved for successful and high-level quarterback play when you have to reference back essentially to Joe Namath as the best quarterback in your franchise's history and Joe Namath I think retired in the late 60s early 70s uh, he won that Super Bowl obviously Super Bowl three with that guarantee down there in Miami but it's just the the, the the situation that Zach was stepping into in many ways is just almost impossible for anybody to live up to now I still believe that Zach Wilson has the talent does he have the mental fortitude to figure things out and get the ship righted that way only time will tell, and that's the biggest thing about this. is It's going to be an interesting situation to see if he can right the ship. Now, it did see, it was mildly concerning to see Robert Sala uh, speak to the media on Monday and, and was noncommittal on Zach Wilson's future as the Jets' starting quarterback. I think he ends up remaining the starter because you, you, you just do not want to admit defeat when you have the number 2 overall pick. You pick this quarterback in a class of five quarterbacks that were considered to be all high-level guys. I don't think the Jets are going to give up on him quite yet because they don't want to admit that they made the wrong pick ostensibly. But at the same time, Zach's got up his game. He, he needs to really get going here. And the, the thing about this is, this Jets squad, it's a playoff caliber roster. The sad part is the quarterback play seems to be holding them back. So hopefully, he can figure it out. But thank you for the question, JT. And that's JT underscore Lamoureux on Twitter. Nick Chadwick, our good friend who always weighs in, says, Nick, who are you most looking forward to watching next year on both sides of the ball? Now, that's an interesting question, Nick, because I'd have to consider that a little bit further. Uh, some names that pop off the sheet just thinking about it off the top of my head. And this is with the caveat that we don't know what the transfer portal is ultimately going to bring for the BYU football program. That's that's the thing about this, is the transfer portal, it can change a roster so quickly. But a couple of names that I'm looking forward to is some of the young linebackers. Uh, Bodie Schoonover, I, I, he's a guy out of American Fork High School, high-level player I'm excited to see. If Logan Fano remains with the program, I cannot wait to finally see him on a BYU uniform. I, I, I just want to see him. And see how good he ultimately can be. (coughs) Excuse me. Along that defensive line, I'm also looking forward to seeing uh, what um, Brooks Miley can do out of Pineview High School. He is gray-shirting this year. He's going to join the program in February. The way I understand it, Brooks Miley is 300 pounds and just built like a a fridge. And I cannot wait to see him in the middle of that BYU defensive line. So on the defensive side of the football, those are some of the guys I'm looking forward to. On the offensive side of the football, that's an interesting thing. I think that Carter Wheat uh, not Carter Wheat, well Carter Wheat's one of the guys. I'd like to see have a good finish to his career, and maybe he uh, sees some more time uh, if he continues to improve. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these younger tight ends in the BYU uh, tight end room. Ethan Erickson, chief among them. I've heard so many good things about him, and Aaron Roderick has said on the record multiple times, he thinks e- Ethan Erickson essentially has next when it comes to the elite uh Uh, tight end play for BYU he'll be a guy to keep an eye on and then on the offensive line keep an eye on the junior college transfer to snow college former BYU commit Lee Salah Tai Sione Vecoso also a name to keep an eye on Braden Kime has been developing nicely for BYU so there's a lot of young offensive linemen that ostensibly will step into the roles that Blake Freeland Clark Barrington and uh, Harris LeChance are expected to vacate could any one of those three decide to come back yes but I am of the opinion that uh, we have Clark on the show, but he's made no indication officially what he's going to do. But my, it is my expectation that all three of those gentlemen will be moving on with their playing careers into the in, into the professional ranks. And you wish them well, obviously. You say, hey, uh, thank you for your time. And that's going to be the interesting part to see uh, how that all plays out. But. I think that the the biggest thing is right now when it comes to these young players, like I said, the transfer portal, uh, the incoming recruiting class, how will that all shake out? And I, I guess I can revisit this question, Nick, once we have a better idea of that in the offseason. And it, that may be a, a couple of months away, really, or even longer than that, but I, I will. I reserve the right. Uh, to, I guess, revisit this at some point down the road. Now, the other thing about this, what stadium are you most looking forward to experiencing? Well, in the short time that BYU is in the Big 12, if they can manage it, I would love nothing more than to be able to go to Norman, Oklahoma and see uh, an Oklahoma Sooners game with BYU playing in it. Some other stadiums I'm looking forward to, uh, Oklahoma State, Boone Pickens Stadium out there in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, I think that would be a phenomenal place uh, to be playing at. Manhattan, Kansas, Manhattan, uh, Manhattan, Kansas, where Kansas State calls home has always been a fascinating thing to me. The Little Apples, they call it, uh, out there in the middle of Kansas. That's one I, I can't wait. And then Milan P- Puskar Stadium, I think Puskar Puskar Stadium, uh, West Virginia's home field. I cannot wait to get out there, hear country roads in person, uh, hopefully see some couch burning. That's Those are some of the ones I'm looking forward to. Alright, I'll get to some more of your questions here in just a moment. First, I need to get a word in on our friends over at LinkedIn. I gotta actually throw up this little overlay here as we go about this, but LinkedIn uh, Talent Solutions is here, and these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people for your team faster and for free. That's the best part about this, The LinkedIn, they want to make it easy on you guys. Uh, The best part is you can go online, create a free job post in just minutes with LinkedIn Jobs, and then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. They feature simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. The best part is it's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors so you know it's working out there in the real world. So give it a shot, my friends. LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash Locked On College to post that job for free once again. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On Cougars. I want to remind you guys to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast if you have not checked it out already. It is the best way to get caught up on the sports news you may have missed over the weekend or even every single day. It's like going to ESPN or CBS Sports or any of those sports homepages and getting caught up on the news of the day. The best part is it's an audio format and it's in 25 minutes or less. It's a phenomenal thing. It's from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide that's locked on sports today. Available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's dive back into the mailbag and plow through as many of these questions as we possibly can in the time remaining on today's show. Let's we'll start off with our good friend, a big Uncle Pooh, and a Pooh is a dear friend of mine, Adrian. I love you to death, my man. Thankful for all of you. Thankful for your friendship first and foremost, but thankful for your support of the podcast. He says, "How many people should we tell about this podcast while with family this week?" Um. Every one of them, anyone that you think B- is a BYU fan or you know is a BYU fan, please share it with them. That's a, that's a plea for poo. That's a plea for every single one of you out there. If you guys have the capability of sharing this with your family and friends, really, the best growth for this podcast comes via word of mouth. When you guys say, hey, you guys need to check this out. It's a fantastic 30 minutes or less ideally podcast. Get you caught up on everything with BYU and you're on with your day. It, it, that's that's the goal here. We're continuing to build this audience. We, we've plowed over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube in about six months of being on YouTube. We've got thousands and thousands more out there on the regular podcast channels, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. You guys, uh, Cougar Nation. You guys make this go. I just happen to be the, the the mouthpiece that is lucky enough to sit down and do this as part of my job, and I don't, really, I, don't, I don't really consider it a job. Excuse me. I consider it more of a privilege than anything else to do this. All right, next thing. Uh, second question from Pooh here. What do you think is the most likely scenario for our starting quarterback next year? Um, I think the biggest thing, uh, Big Uncle Pooh, uh, is that the BYU quarterback situation is going to be interesting in that they are going to hit the transfer portal. I, I think the writing's on the wall. Jacob Conover, I think they would like for him to be the next guy for BYU. I, I truly believe that. They would love nothing more than for Conover to end up being, quote unquote, the guy for BYU, but they need somebody to push him. And I think they're going to hit the transfer portal. They're going to bring in a guy or guys, I think they could bring up two potentially, or who knows, even more than that, to come in. <laughs> Man, still struggling with this cough, so apologies for that. But uh, I expect that they will bring in some guys from the transfer portal to compete with Jacob Conover, Cade Sol Soljay Maava-Peters, Nick Phillips, the guys who remain on this roster. And who knows if all four of those guys ultimately remain on the roster. Maybe that one of the two of them opt to transfer in their own right to find playing time elsewhere but they will hit the transfer portal and bring a guy in. I can see a scenario where a guy gets enrolled in January or two guys gets enrolled in January, and in spring ball, it's open season at quarterback. Kalani Satake has talked time and time again about how he wants competition to rule the day at BYU, especially when it comes to position battles. If he can get the guys in place, they give them the opportunity to have these guys compete and may the best man win, that's maybe the best thing. And if Jacob Conover really does... uh, succeed and beats out the other guys when it comes to that competition, awesome. He's a former four-star talent, and he would be just the next guy in a long line of BYU quarterbacks who've had uh, opportunities to win a quarterback job and hopefully stand out uh, doing that. So I think that's the scenario we're going to see, Adrian. Uh, Hopefully it plays out the right way. All right, Ethan B Big E, with uh, four E's there, 84, on Twitter says, is BYU making adjustments to the coaching staff in the offseason? Where do they look to fill these roles? Can we start in the trenches? Ethan, uh, similar to what I just said about Adrian's comment about the quarterback, the writing's on the wall. Changes are coming. How many, what they will be ultimately, That's anybody's guess until Kalani Sitake ultimately announces what he's doing. And that could come as soon as next week. Once the regular season's over, uh, anything is possible. With regards to this, especially with the early signing period coming up in mid December. That's the other thing you gotta factor into all this equation. And that, that could be good or bad for this scenario. Uh, where do they look to fill those roles? I, I think Kalani Sitake is willing to look at everything. I, I had a question sent in a while back, and I apologize if I, I, I don't remember who sent it in. So I know that many of you out there asked the question. You sent in the question essentially saying, Jake, What is the situation with BYU's uh, coaches? Do they have to be members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to have a job at BYU? The only job that requires it to be an active member of the LDS faith, to my knowledge, and even then, I don't think it's a hard and fast rule because we've seen a a cross-country coach uh, get a job who is not an active member of the faith football's probably a little bit different, is the head coaching position. Coordinators and position coaches, as long as they're willing to abide by the honor code and live the honor code, I don't think BYU cares one iota, really, if you're a member of the faith or not. That, that's my true, honest opinion. So that's the that's the good news is they can look far and wide to find the best option for them. Are some of them potentially going to be guys who are members of the LDS faith? Absolutely. There are plenty of coaches out there that would be options uh, to fill those roles. But starting in the trenches is probably not a bad place to go. Eliza Tuiyaki, Daryl Funk, uh, I don't think that the trenches necessarily impressed this year in any way. And they could be guys that are on the chopping block and their jobs are up for review. Everybody, let's be honest, everybody's job is up for review every single time. Now, you may disagree with me saying, well, uh, Sataki's always had a good thing thing going with uh, Tuiyaki. He's not going to cut his best friend. Maybe that's the case. But the writing's on the wall. Changes are coming. Stay tuned. Uh, I think that could happen as soon as next week, potentially, if Kalani Stake is really... uh feeling like he needs to make a move quick. All right, Nick Lee, our good friend, obviously a co-host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast. If you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, I would encourage you to check that out on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. But Nick says this, how much is riding on this football game versus Stanford? I worry about independent BYU teams when they clinch a bowl and have nothing, quote, tangible to play for. Stanford is easily the worst P5 BYU will play this year, hoping it isn't a sleepwalk scenario, given the kick time. and It's a really late kick time. Nine o'clock mountain time. It's eight o'clock on the West Coast. That's the thing about this. is It's not an easy kick time for anybody. Uh, and that's the thing about this. I would imagine the BYU is pretty fired up, Nick. I, I think BYU understands what's at stake here. They need to get to eight and five to really salvage any semblance of what I would consider to be. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it a successful season, but an adequate season. That's probably what we should say, an adequate season. I had pegged the over-under, I guess the benchmark for success this year at nine wins for BYU. Obviously, they're going to fall short of that. Eight wins is the highest they can go. If they get to eight and five and they have good performances this week against Stanford and uh, go out and actually have a motivated performance against a bowl, in a bowl game, unlike the UAB game a year ago, where they just, as you said, slept walked through that game, I think that would uh, put a, a I guess a decent sized bow on the season. Has it played out any which way that any BYU fan wanted it to? Absolutely not, but that could uh, help it out. All right, Garrett at sF Garrett on Twitter says, which football stadiums you're most looking forward to seeing BYU play in the big 12 and which basketball stadiums, stadiums <laughs> excuse me, uh, excluding Kansas since that's obvious. Uh, I already I mentioned the football stadiums that I'm looking forward to now with regards to basketball, uh, honestly. I think the entire Big 12, getting to Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, getting an opportunity to go to Manhattan, Kansas once again for Kansas State, uh, Bob Huggins out there at West Virginia, Cincinnati, a new member coming in, Houston. I'm telling you, Big 12 basketball is going to be absolutely elite, and I can't wait for that. That's the nice part is there's going to be fun opportunities. Basketball, College basketball is going to matter once again for BYU basketball. Will they be competitive? Mm, there, there's a debate to be, to be had there how well they will compete in that league. But the good news is you've got some fun, fun basketball to to obviously be a part of as a BYU fan and also be able to watch on a week-to-week or even uh, twice-a-week fashion uh, throughout the season. All right, TK Brown at Trent brown Cooks has it, your projection on where BYU may go bowling. Now, there are six, seven, eight different bowl games that ESPN Events owns that BYU could be a part of. My my sincere hope for BYU is to go to a warm weather destination, whether that's in Texas. And I know Texas is not necessarily always warm, in the month of December. But typically, it's got a little better weather than Utah. Florida, if you can get back to the Boca Raton Bowl, sure, that'd be fantastic. Or even play like the Cheez-Up Bowl or get to one of the games in Arizona. If you can get to a warm weather destination, that is the dream scenario for for yours truly. Does that ultimately carry the day? Absolutely not. ESPN doesn't care one iota about what Jake Hatch thinks about BYU's bowl destination. But I'm telling you, Keep an eye on some of these warm weather designations. I think BYU is going to tell ESPN, put us in the best game you can get us, get us the best matchup possible, and we'll go anywhere, truthfully. A Birmingham Bowl down there in Birmingham, Alabama. That could be an option, and who knows uh, what the weather's like there. The Hawaii Bowl, that's also on the table. Uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowls out there. Like There are so many games that BYU could play in. My, and like I said, my opinion is give me a warm weather destination. That is what will rule the day in Jake Hatch's world when it comes to uh, BYU football and the the bowl situation. But will that, like I said, will that actually carry anything? <laughs> Excuse me, Wow, I am still struggling with this cop. I, I truly apologize to you all. Thank you for bearing with me on this. But I truly hope that BYU can, uh, get an opportunity to have a pretty decent bowl matchup all things considered I know that's a relative We want to play a p5 team sure you there, there's some options for that but more than likely you're gonna face a g5 team that that's just kind of what it's going to be for BYU so does it ultimately play out that way only time will tell but uh, I think that if, if if BYU has their pick they will pick a warm weather destination, and heck, I, I, I've, I've I've seen uh, Earl 202 Mariner mentioned that he'd like to go to Hawaii to play in a bowl game. I think BYU enjoys getting to better weather, obviously, this time of year, especially getting in the month of December when it's cold here. It's been a brutal, brutal November here along the Wasatch Front. It's been like in the 30s every single day. It's scooted into the 40s some days, but we've been well below average in terms of our overall temperatures this month. It's it, We got winter early this year along the Wasatch Front, so Give me warm weather, or give me death. That's 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 the best way to put it when it comes uh, to my my hopes for BYU's bowl destination. If you have my pick, give me the Hawaii Bowl, December twenty fourth. I know it's Christmas Eve and travel, et cetera, can be a, be a bugger with that, but. I think it'd be really, really fun to be back in the Hawaii Bowl and hopefully have a better result than they had last time in that game. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll finish out today's show with some notes of the week ahead for BYU sports, uh, especially BYU basketball. Huge opportunity down there at the Battle for Atlantis tournament in the Bahamas. Some high-level opponents BYU is going to be facing this week. Maybe some of the best opponents, if not the best opponents BYU faces all year, Sans Gonzaga. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at Simply Safe. Now, many of you out there are worried about your home security. I, we all are. If you, if you if you if you live in a home, condo, no matter what it is, we've all about thought about securing securing our homes with home security. But if you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on Cougars listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off. You heard that right. Five zero fifty percent off. It is their biggest offer in the offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. Did you know that during the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering fifty percent off their award winning security system, so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and invo- enjoy that advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. The best part is they've got uh, Simply Safe professionals that are monitoring the system twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. The best part is they have a fast protect technology. It's an exclusive deal from Simply Safe that captures critical evidence and verifies the threat is real so you can get priority police response if anything happens. They also, uh, their professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's professionally uh, installed system. So give it a shot, my friends. Do not miss this chance to save on the biggest security, uh, excuse me, save big on the only security system that I would recommend. That's our friends over at Safe. Get 50% off any new Safe system at simplysafe.com. Slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. Today's show is also brought to you, part by our friends by our, over at UCCU, Utah Community Credit Union. And folks, I love talking about companies that I have worked with. On a personal basis, and I can tell you, UCCU may be the most personal that I have because I have been a UCCU member since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. I was a very young child when my mom walked me into the Orem branch all those years ago and signed up for my, for my account. I got my first uh, mortgage through them, my first credit card, my first debit card, my first checking account. My history with financial institutions starts with our friends at UCCU, and they are here to offer you guys a fantastic deal. They're offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. The best part is you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. We all know this, that interest rates and inflation are both on the rise, as if we all hadn't noticed that. But the best part is UCCU is helping you use that current rise in rates to your advantage with this savings certificate. As we mentioned, it's 15 months, 4.00% APY. And the best part is if those rates, the inflation, uh, interest rates continue to rise, you can bump it up at any point during the 15 months and add to your savings. The best part is you can start the savings certificate for as little as $500, making it an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, both big or small. Give it a shot, my friends. That's what UCCU is here for. The best part is you, they have a myriad of different uh, term options. If you guys want to customize it to your liking, they've got that for you. You can start this really simply. Call in, go to uccu.com or stop into any branch. Any UCCU branch across Utah County, they're also into South Salt Lake County now. So give them a shot and you can get started now at uccu.com to learn more and get started on that savings certificate today. So once again, a 15-month savings certificate 4.00% APY and the best part is, you can bump it bump it up at any point during the life of that certificate. UCCU love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. and It's a big week for BYU basketball. Now, they are headed to the, I think they call it the Bad Boy Mowers uh, Battle for Atlantis tournament. I think they've got a new title sponsor for it. But it's a big opportunity for BYU as they head uh, to the Bahamas this week. <coughs> they got their uh, Sunday evening. Man, <coughs> I apologize. I am just struggling with this this cough tonight. I apologize for that. But... The the thing about this tournament is it's a huge opportunity for BYU. They are going into this tournament as a severe underdog. You've got number three Kansas in the field. BYU likely is to face number twenty two Tennessee in game two of their matchup. They're going to start things off uh, tomorrow afternoon when they face off against USC. And Andy Enfield, the head coach at USC, he's got fantastic players in his own right. He just he's put multiple guys into the NBA recently. And USC they got a good thing going down there. The BYU's got and they got history with USC recently. If you, if you recall, they played that game out there. Was the Mohegan Sun out there in Connecticut, and BYU uh, battled in that game. But USC was so good in that one, if I recall correctly. But the biggest the, the the point is that BYU has their work cut out for them this week. They're twenty to one underdogs to win the the battle for Atlantis tournament, among the worst odds, if not the worst odds in the field from our friends over at Bet Online. But the 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 opportunity is there for Mark Pope and his squad to go out and. Tally some big wins if they can find a way to do it. The number one thing BYU will have to avoid in this game is they have to avoid the turnover bug. They are still averaging somewhere around, I think it's like 18 or 19 turnovers per game. If BYU wants to have a chance, I, I feel like in any of the three games they'll, they'll face, like I said, USC tomorrow afternoon, uh, Butler or Tennessee the day after that, and then a potential of four different teams, including number three, Kansas, in the final game of the tournament. I, I doubt they face Kansas in it, but regardless... If you want to win any of the three games in the Bahamas this weekend, if you're Mark Pope's squad, you've got to keep your turnovers to 10 or under, and you got to shoot the three at a high clip. BYU has got good athleticism on the squad, but they're going against elite athleticism in these games. USC is long and athletic. Tennessee is long and athletic. Butler, Tad Mata, the former Ohio State head coach, he's built Butler into a pretty formidable team already in his short tenure running the Bulldogs. Uh, the, the biggest thing for this week for BYU is focus on your strengths. And what are those strengths? Well, you have a pretty good inside-out game. you got Fuseni Triori, Atiki Ali Tiki's offensive game is coming along. you got some decent three-point shooting in Spencer Johnson and Noah Waterman earlier this year. If Rudy Williams and Jackson Robinson's three can start to fall, BYU has got some options to attack these teams. Only time will tell with regards to how they ultimately do, and we'll break that down uh, next week when we're back from the holiday, etc. But the biggest thing BYU needs to focus on, and I feel like right now is themselves. Don't worry about USC on the front of that jersey on Wednesday. Don't worry about it being Butler or Tennessee the next day. Just go out there and play ball. That, that that's the best thing that Mark Pope can preach to his guys and the best thing BYU's players can focus on in this matchup so we'll be looking forward to that and that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast a huge thank you to all of you for your support as always you guys are phenomenal hope you guys are getting ready for a fantastic Thanksgiving just a reminder for you guys we are going to take Thursday off we'll be back on Friday with a preview edition getting you ready for that Stanford regular season finale for the Cougars and also tomorrow on the show Clark Barrington BYU team captain a guy who's joined us every single week this season we talk about senior day. We talk about Stanford and we talk about Thanksgiving as an offensive lineman. We'll have that for you guys on tomorrow's show. Big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast as your second listen. Josh Neighbors doing a great job making sure you know everything that's going on in the Big 12 conference. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcasts and also check it out on YouTube just like this show if you happen to be watching it on YouTube. That'll do it for myself. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. I hope you guys are all doing well. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.